The Prime Minister has spent the day in Tairawhiti, visiting some of the regions devastated by Cyclone Gabrielle. However, many residents feel the government abandoned them in their time of need. Jonty Dine reports. Stepping into a disaster zone, Chris Hipkins arrived to assess the damage and was shocked by what he found. Uh, there's no doubt um, that this sort of thing places communities under enormous pressure. But what we've, what we've also seen in the last sort of 24 to 48 hours is the very best of New Zealand as well. We've seen those communities coming together, wrapping support around each other. The Prime Minister says there is a lot of work ahead. We will do everything that we can to support the community through, but I do want to acknowledge, you know, there, there's no instant overnight fix here. When you look at the pictures of some of the roads that have been washed out, for example, we could work, we could have the bulldozers working 24-7 and it's still going to take quite some time to get that, you know, that, those road links re-established. However, some residents say the response was not fast enough. Holidaymakers Janine Pilmer and Lucas Credicwell were stranded on a farm for four days until they were spotted by a helicopter on a reconnaissance mission from Taupo. Such a relief and then we were able to call our, all our family and let them know we were okay. Were and alive. I mean, for a few days they thought we were like dead. Like they were like... Yeah, they were like calling the news, calling the like embassy. Has, yeah, they've, being in touch been with to do the radio, the TV, the um, everything. The Canadian couple say after a sleepless night, they awoke to a changed landscape. We wake up that next morning and we meet with the farmers and we go scout the, the farm. And it was like heartbreaking because like every road that, that in and out Coming of the farm was like collapsed, like landslides everywhere. They say they felt completely alone. So yeah. finally, after a few days of waiting there and seeing what was going to happen, we started to meet with nearby farmers. But these are very big farms, so like maybe there's like one farmer there. Eventually, rescue came. We didn't know if we were going to make it through because there was a semi-collapsed bridge, so we didn't know how we were going to get through. And then all of a sudden we see like a helicopter swirling in the air. They were scouting the area and we all stopped them because we were a big convoy. I think they, they noticed that the like yeah. there were like uh, ATV, SUV, ATV, SUV. Like we were like a group of like yeah. four vehicles, so they saw us. Tekarika resident Arthur Betty agrees the response has not been good enough. No, we had no communi communications. I mean, every time you pick the phone up and ring there, says Barkley, come on there and say we can't do anything. So there's been nothing got out from here. Pretty frustrating. Yeah, and it was pretty frustrating. Tikarika Komatwa Ron Hemi says while the community has felt the government forgot about them, they were grateful to see Mr Hipkins today. He's walking amongst the people and he's getting his um, shoes muddy. So, he, you know, he understands... Chris Hipkins told locals in Tairawhiti that the country needs resilience in our infrastructure. And we need to do that with a, a much greater sense of urgency, I think, than we've ever seen before. Um, this weather event has really highlighted that for me. Um, it is going to be expensive. It's going to require some really big calls by a government to actually get the things happening that need to happen. We're talking about roading, we're talking about telecommunications, we're talking about electricity and energy. There's no question. We've got some big challenges ahead. Mr Hipkins says the community recovery is the number one current focus of the government. The reality is, you know, the weather remains unpredictable. We've started to rain out there again now. Um, we're continuing to do everything we can to reach those communities to make sure that the supply chains and the communication channels are open. I can tell you that across central government and local governments too, this is the number one focus at the moment. We've got to put everything at we, you know, that we can into getting people through this. Residents in Gisborne are still without an internet connection, while many are seeking shelter at schools and with whānau after floodwaters destroyed their homes. John T. Dine reporting there.